Are you ready to become awesomer? Hello, everyone. My name is Umar Hamid. I'm your host on the No Limit Selling Podcast, where industry leaders share their tips, strategy, and advice on how you can become better, stronger, faster. Just before we get started, I've got a question for you. Do you have a negative voice inside your head? We all do, right? I'm going to help you remove that voice in under 30 days guaranteed. Not only remove it, but transform it. So instead of the voice that sabotages you, there's one that propels you to much higher levels of performance and success. There's a link in the show notes. Click on it to find out more. All right, let's get started. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the No Limit Selling Podcast. Today, we have Chris Ward with us here today talking about you know how to become better, stronger, faster. And the thing that intrigues me, Chris, is somebody that goes, oh my God, that was my idea. Somebody stole it. I had this idea to do da 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 And an idea doesn't count unless you implement it. So what do you think gets in the way of people implementing ideas and making them come true? Oh my gosh. I'm so crazy passionate about this subject. All right. Listen, uh, I don't, ah, you'll have to jump in because you just triggered me with that question. So first of all, I believe your business should support your life instead of consuming it. And so many of you out there are just grinding out, working crazy hours. And what happens worse than that, Umar, is then, oh yeah, I had this idea and somebody else, you think you had it first. What's even, I think, more painful is when you think, oh, oh, I've got this great idea. And then you realized, ah, I had that four months ago, but it just fell off the radar because mm. I don't have anything putting anything in place. I'm not leveraging my time. I'm not building on my successes. I'm running around in hysterical mode, multitasking, trying to get all this stuff done because I think I can outrun time. And I know I did that for years in the beginning of my business. I'm, I'm what I call a recovering rushaholic. So I thought speed was my superpower. Multitasking was my superpower. And really what changed my life and my business was learning the unbelievable power and affordability of outsourcing and setting up systems and processes, which I understand so many people think that restrict you, but it is the most freeing thing and creates a bandwidth so you can constantly move forward to your next ambition. Absolutely. And I think there's like a, an aversion to processes. And I think the reason processes are really important is a, uh, so you actually have one because a lot of times we wing things along and we do similar patterns, but we change things up. So you never know what's working, what isn't. So just writing it down allows you to kind of go, all right, here are the seven steps. And from that, you know, you can go, huh, what if we did step three better? Would that make a difference? And sometimes the answer is, oh yes. And sometimes it's like, nope, that step really needs to be done. You can't improve it. Go. But unless you have a process, you can't improve it. Or you throw out three really good parts of the process uh, out with the bathwater, and then you invent something from scratch. Thoughts on that, Chris? Yeah. So I think I totally understand that, Umar, because what happens is we have all had this job, more than one likely, where we had systems and processes, and they were not written by the end user. They were static in nature, and they were mostly there to cover liability. So we have this horrible template of what systems and processes are. Now, what my clients say in the winner circle is they say that this super toolkit formula we've created it's like systems and processes on steroids, right? That's how they refer to it. And they all tell me repeatedly, they get 25 hours back a week within the first month of working with us, right? Wow, and that's huge. Yeah, 
but it's huge, but it's very doable. Like it's, it's, it sounds like a big claim, but it's not when you put some things in play. And what I want to add to what you just said is you're right. You can't improve on anything when you don't have a framework, right? But more importantly, you can't leverage your time or anybody else's. So for us, we believe in what we call the win formula. You should be in execution mode 60% of the time and in, in admin only 40% of the time. And let me tell you about a quick story, if I may, Omar. And it, it happened exactly this time last year. I had somebody on my team who'd been with me a number of years. With all the crazy lockdowns and silliness going on in the world, she had actually applied to college a number of years before that, right? So all of a sudden, Kazel had been given two weeks notice that she was accepted in a college in Canada and she lived in the Philippines. Oh my, two weeks before Christmas, I was also asked at that time to do a speaking gig um, that somebody had dropped out at the last moment. And it was a very customizing four hours. I had to sort of pull things together. It wasn't just something I could throw my regular one out there. Two weeks before Christmas, Kazel's now moving across the world. I have a speaking gig and there's Christmas. So I hire someone, which is great. We do that for our clients in the winter circle. I'm apt at hiring. We've got a 95% retention rate. I bring Mora on. When I bring Mora on, she then is trained by Kazel and training might even be a, a, an aggressive term because she's just handed over the super toolkits mm -hmm. and liken it to say you hired a carpenter. You're not going to teach a carpenter how to do carpentry, but you're going to say, here's how we do our tables. Here's the measurements. Here's whatever. Mm -hmm. So Mora was given the super toolkits. I meet with Mora like the first, second day I come back in January, she's up to 80% capacity. So you can't transfer work. Notice I don't use the word delegate because delegate is a lateral move. It means the work has to come through you, but you can't reassign work. You can't leverage work. You can't get time back if you don't have any proven steps. Yes, absolutely. So let's go back to that original idea of uh, somebody having an idea and not executing in this. What do you think stops people from executing? Well, I think mostly it's survival, you know, it's bad strategies in play. It's not, you know, I know here's my, <laughs> and this is, I don't know if we're going to agree or disagree on this. We may part ways on this. I do believe in mindset on a number of things, but I also believe that when you have bad strategies in play and you see no way out, then you start to think, oh, here's the problem. Myself and a lot of the clients I work with work with, they're organized people because people think, oh, that's great. You're organized. No, no, no. Organize. All it sometimes means you just reorganize stuff. It's sort of like a screw in the wall. You just start twisting and twisting it. You script, you stripped it. So being organized is not the answer to, to everything by far. And I was the go-to person for a lot of people in my life. I got a lot of stuff done and so do my clients. And so then you think there's just too much to get done, right? So what happens there is you start getting desperate and you start trying to, okay, I'm whipping through this to-do list, which is horrible because a to-do list is just a list of rotating emergencies. You're trying to outrun time. You're trying to do all this stuff. And because you can't get all these things done, you just don't have any strategies in play that are going to leverage your time and make give you traction. So then you start to get desperate, like a drowning person reaching for anything. Oh, maybe it's my mindset. Maybe I'm afraid of success. Maybe I'm this, maybe I'm that. No, you're just fatigued, tired, and you don't have a system set up that allows you to get your ideas to execution 
consistently and effectively. So I think it's lack of strategy and this whole idea of juggling and just not having some very basic fundamentals in play that make it a business. Because without these things, really what you are is a sufferpreneur. So you're right. I'm going to disagree with you and agree with you at the same time. And the first thing I want to agree with you is color of uh, drink container. We both have orange, so (laughs) we can be friends. Yeah. Color of power, probably. Yeah. (laughs) Something. I've got vodka in mine. I'm not sure what you got in yours. But anyway, so you get two people that uh, need to execute this new idea. One person is just as organized as the next, but one person goes... I could do this. And the other person's like, huh, I'm not sure. That's more of a Chris thing. Uh, I'm not sure this is going to work out for me. So I think that mindset piece of worthiness is a real thing. It's not an imagined thing. And no. somebody that feels really worthy is going to take that uh, super list and execute it in a different way than one that feels unworthy of. So there's process and there's also mindset. So let's talk about, let's say I gave you a Herculean task right now that's going to require a lot of effort. Break down what are the first two, three things you do to get started doing it or not? Like what advice would you give? Get people unstuck and start moving in the right direction. Okay. So first of all, the type of people I work with, what they experience, they've been in business at least five or 10 years and they're, they are you know, confident and they do well in their life. It's just, they're putting in way too many hours for where they are in their journey. Right. And being organized is not their way out. And, and they thought it was so that that's not a strength. And sometimes in fact, it can be weakness because you just reorganize things. Right. So what I would say to you is what we do with anything is we use super toolkits for everything and super toolkits again, are systems and processes, but we've created this for lack of better words, it's, systems and processes on steroids. And so what we are always doing is what we call queuing, creating, using, editing. So for example, if I got your big project, the first thing we would do is we'd write like systems and processes are not something you do when you figure it out and it's done. We would just start like whatever you you're starting. It seems so big in the beginning, like the first time you know, uh, you make a video for whatever, LinkedIn, Instagram, TikTok, whatever your platform is, you're like, oh my gosh, took me an hour to make the video and then 15, 20 minutes to figure out how to load it. And then I didn't know how to, con- like, it was like, how am I going to do this? This took all day to one get one video up, right? But we would start right then and we would be writing out the steps because we wouldn't want to have to relearn any of them tomorrow going, oh, right, this is different than Facebook, right? So we start and we're all, we just dump it. We just do a brain dump of what we know. And then this is oversimplifying it, but then we go in and we just correct as we move forward. So that's one thing. The other thing I would tell you, in addition to that, where people make a lot of mistakes is not understanding how to use their calendar. So where do you put the time? How do you make sure that you're staying on track with this huge project that Umar has assigned me? And so many people just run their business off a to-do list, which is just like no, no successful person in the world. You don't see Jeff Bezos running around with a to-do list. You don't, right? So what happens is they often just put outside appointments on their calendar. And like you're meeting with me, this would be on your calendar. But often they're not putting their own work or things that they have to do every day, like emails on their calendar. Oh no, I have to do that every day. I remember. Well, a calendar is not a memory to-do list. It's your time bank account. 
And so mm. let me give you an example. Let's say I have a car payment that comes out every month. I don't say, you know what, that comes out every month, so I don't count it. No, 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 the money's still gone, right? <laughs> so oh, yeah. same too with my calendar. If I'm doing this every day or I have to spend a half hour in the morning on emails, that has to be on my calendar because then I stumble into the day and I might think I have eight hours when in fact I only have five. So then you give me this assignment and now I'm trying to fit this major project in running off a to-do list so I don't know in increments of time how chronological order, how much time it'll take, whatever. There's all these problems. And then I can't put it into my calendar because I don't really know how much time I have to work on that this week because half the information is missing. So there's a bunch of things that trip you up one after the other. Does that so make sense? Let me sense? punch you right there. Yeah. So kind of what you said was like uh, the most basic, dumbest stuff on the planet that 99% of people forget about and they get into trouble. Mm-hmm. So, so the dear listeners, listen to this because everything takes time. And I like the analogy of the car payment. The bank is not going to say, well, that doesn't count. We won't take that money. They take that money. So, right. Yeah, no, I think- it's not that the, hold on, let me just correct you on that. It's not that the bank doesn't take, take it out, but you don't say, oh, it's okay. I'm not counting that as a loss. It's yeah, like you course. don't go, oh, I, I'm not counting that as a loss. It comes out every month. It doesn't matter. Well, the money's still gone. So you also have to count those things on your calendar that you think, oh, yeah, I have to do email every day or I have to do this or whatever. I had one client and, and they actually, we usually build, deal with service-based entrepreneurs, but this one client happened to have outside of that, a small store. And they did this till thing at the end of the day where they had to settle and took like almost an hour mm-hmm. every day. And he's like, well, we know that, Chris. We don't have to put it on the calendar. Okay, that's an hour out of your day every day. Right, so you got a you got a, a lot for, for that it. loss of time. Yeah. yeah, brilliant. And I think the other thing it forces people to do is uh, figure out times in the day you check your email, rather than being a slave to it throughout the day, which actually makes you a lot more efficient as well. Because uh, you know you're minding your own business, looking for emergency emails, and you find a sale at Nordstrom's, yes. and ten minutes later you're back. What was I doing again? Yeah. So I love that. Good advice there. So for me, when I get a really large project, there's a couple of things that I think about. Number one is, uh, what do I know about it? What don't I know? Who can I turn to for help if I need it? And then probably the most important thing is uh, realizing that I have the God-given right to make mistakes. That oh, in yeah, fact, sure. Mm-hmm. So when a mistake happens, how am I going to handle it? Uh, and just kind of having that all kind of predefined helps a lot. And it takes the pressure off of not wanting to screw up and doing everything so slowly and diligently that uh, you become ineffective. So yeah, just basically getting the scope of the project. Who can I turn to for help? What happens when a mistake happens? And then just go with the faith of this is going to get done because I've got a thousand projects I've done in my lifetime that have worked out great. Many of them I had no idea when I started. So believe in yourself. Oh, sorry. My apologies. Go ahead. Yes. That was it. Just believe in yourself as well. A hundred percent. And I think these things set you up to believe in yourself. And I want to add to something that you said, which I think also going back to the calendar, which is really super important. Also, when you talked about emails, studies show time and time again, the first hour of the day, you are freshest. And this is where your battery is fully recharged, like your phone overnight. And so that's the time you want to do the work that requires the most attention 
or focus, okay? And we so often burn down our battery with decision fatigue or attention residue by using up that first hour, you know, skipping all over the place with emails. It just doesn't make sense. Those emails can wait till 11 o'clock. You know, listen, if you're trying to get a hold of somebody really important that you think would be helpful or want to get on their stage or whatever contact you want, you know, they're not going to be hitting you back 10 minutes after you send the email. So this idea of keeping on top of emails is a rookie mistake. But I think too, you, you bring up a really powerful point, which I think when we talk about your team, your time and your toolkits, I think it all lends to that. The super toolkit is based on getting stuff, ideas to execution and creating, using and editing it as you move forward. And I did have that disease for many years of, I, I didn't even understand what perfectionism meant. Cause I thought that meant that you kind of thought, okay, now this project is perfect. I can put it out. I, which I never thought I didn't understand that I was being, my mindset was I was trying to make sure that I looked prepared and professional. And so mm -hmm. getting everything just right and fussing with it and doing all this other stuff held it back and meant then somebody else got their idea to execution, got feedback and moved on to the next level. So you're right. There is a mindset and a, some sort of confidence to throw yourself out to the world and say, okay, I know it's flawed, but we're, but we're going to build it out together, mm. you know, Absolutely. and that's, we're the most successful companies in the whole world with all the millions, the, the software companies do that. Yep. Here you go. Okay. And we all know, we all know that we actually pay. We say, yep, this is flawed. Oh, good. You got a new one. Great. Let me buy that. <laughs> so I agree with you. That's powerful. Yeah. And I would suspect Chris that, uh, you don't know a thing about putting on a beauty pageant would be my guess. But <laughs> if you had to do it, what you put on would be half decent. And, and I use that as an example, like oftentimes when something new comes up, we don't need to panic and go, oh my God, I don't know what I'm doing. It's like, you often know a lot more than you think. And you can always find a beauty queen somewhere to help you out to figure out how to do the thing you need to do. And that's the other thing I found is very useful is uh, I was uh, going to do an initiative into car dealerships. So I can go to the car dealerships in my local area and go, hi, Chris. Uh, this is what I sell. And you're like, hang up, hang up, hang up. So what I do is go to Florida and just call up somebody in Florida and say, the general sales manager, hey, Chris, this is Umar. I'm in Maryland. I'm going to be doing an initiative into car dealers. And I thought I'd get the lay of the land from you. Do you have five minutes? And for this guy in Florida, it's like, you're not going to be selling me anything? You want my advice? Absolutely. Hey, Umar, when you call car dealers, this is what you need to say. This is what's yeah. important to them. And you get coaching from somebody. And that's the other thing, the generosity of human beings out there to help. All you need to do is, can I have your help for a moment? And most people will say yes, especially if they know you're not going to try and sell them something in the middle of it. Yeah, I agree so much. And again, uh, the way my brain works when I hear that is you'd be surprised how many things that you do are that you can duplicate. So perhaps, you know, you had another project where you had to reach out to people in another industry. So it would maybe be the industry would be different, but the approach would be very similar. Like the concepts mm. you spoke of, you know, don't try to sell them, find somebody, you know, this would be your super toolkit, you know, like you don't try to sell them, you find somebody that you can get, pick their brain or get some in, input from their industry, whatever. So you had a method. And I think what's really helpful is when you can transfer that method to other things. Like I, you know, when I wrote my book, 
we, we were like, okay, keep notes. We got super toolkit. Okay. How we're launching the book. Boom, boom, boom. Cause we knew that eventually I'm going to write a second book. But what I was really surprised about with my, when the hour, when the day podcast, which is just general discussion. It could be anything from sales to social media is we went back and we looked at it cause it was also a launch and we couldn't believe how similar the book launch was to the podcast launch, which mm. seemed very different to me at the, at the time. And I, I was so shocked. And so that's the other thing too, is when you have effective systems and processes, you'd be surprised, you know, how kind of like humans we're way more alike than we are different. How many times you've already got half of that written out if it's there and then you go, right. Okay. Let's follow that. And then the beauty is you save your brain power for the creativity and the, the new stuff you need. And then it makes it fun because business should be fun. Cause then your focus is not on, this violent to-do list and chaos, it's, oh, great. Okay, so this is going to be different here. Let's play because we have the bandwidth to do that. Absolutely. I'm not sure if you noticed, Chris, God is lazy. If you take a look at how flowers open, they use the same mechanism. Different flowers, same mechanism. And there's a whole area of uh, focus called biomimicry where we look at natural, uh, how ants find food, and we use it to find data in large databases. It's just like just a, an amazing branch of science to just copy nature to do things uh, for humans more effectively. So Chris, here's, I'm gonna mm -hmm. put you on the spot. All right. So All right. I want you to meet, I want you to meet Janet. She's a busy CEO, has no time for family or friends or herself, is getting stressed, and she needs a super toolkit Help her design one super toolkit that would be like more of a global thing. Like she needs a super toolkit here, here, and here that would make her life, bring it in order pretty quickly. What would the three areas of uh, focus be? So I think to answer this question, honestly, you wouldn't have a super, what you want to have a super toolkit for is to make sure that you that you really eliminate human error, that the steps are repeatable. So I wouldn't likely give her a super toolkit for different areas of her life, but where we would start would be the biggest projects that she has going that eats up the most time on her calendar, right? So we would start there. We would start with that. And it would just, and there are little things too that really reap long-term benefits. So I had someone, you know, talk about whatever on LinkedIn, I've got a lot of LinkedIn reviews or even our podcast, we've got you know, almost a thousand uh, five-star reviews. Well, in one of our post-production, um, and you'll see this even for me being a, a guest on your show, we have certain steps that follow up when we make a contact with someone. Say, like, oh my gosh, thank you so much. Somebody's on my show, that was amazing, blah, blah, blah. And there is a step in my super toolkit saying, hey, here's a link. Would you mind leaving a review about being on the show? So it happens automatically, right? Nice. Because it's in our super toolkit. So all of a sudden somebody says to me next year, and this is a very trite example, but it shows the power of these things. So we all know how important social proof is. So somebody will say to me next year, hey, how did you get 150 LinkedIn reviews? Well, because it was like a little drip campaign over, you know, when it was appropriate in those contexts. And it happens automatically because this is executed in our super toolkit by my admin person. So then you're not running off going, oh my gosh, I got this launch. I got to get this, you know, I got to get some social proof. I got to do this. I got to do that. But even the most mundane things like, you know, when my team is loading something up on LinkedIn, here are the steps. They don't have to rely on memory, which uses up brain power. So it's not about... What I would say to Jane is, 
First of all, she's probably not using her calendar correctly. Secondly, she is running her business off memory. No successful business is run off memory. And she's working too many hours because she's just, it's kind of like taking, think about it like this. If you take a glass of water, you can take a sip of it. You can dab some of it, clean the counter. You can water plant. You can do a lot of things with it. But when you knock it over on the floor and try to get some of it back into the glass, you know, you, it's a whole different game. And that's what most people are doing with their energy in their business. Does that make sense? Perfect. Chris, thanks so much for sharing that. And we're going to put uh, links to you, your podcast, your book, your pet, all that stuff. It was a delight having you on the show. And before we part company, was there a question I should have asked you that I did not? No. I mean, I would, first of all, not criticize the host as we exit. <laughs> but secondly, I, I think you give a thoughtful interview. And uh, yes, I'm just thrilled that you trusted me with your audience. And I appreciate that. Thank you so much. Thanks so much for being on the show. If you enjoyed this episode, please go to iTunes and leave a five-star rating. And if you're looking for more tools, go to my website at nolimitselling.com. I've got a free mind training course there that's going to teach you some insights from the world of neuro-linguistic programming, and that is the fastest way to get better results. 